obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. So once you get your sheep, it's time to talk sheep toys. <laughs> and I get so many questions about sheep handlers and what sort of sheep handlers might work for me. It's basically, sheep handling is basically just a, a piece of equipment, sometimes highly technical, sometimes very, very sort of simple. And it's just a way of handling sheep. And I suppose ultimately there's some key questions you need to ask yourself. And the main one is, what do you need to use it for? What is the purpose of you having the sheep handler? What do you intend to use it for? So you want to really be clear about the type of sheep you run, the type of environment you've got, what are you doing with your sheep that would require you to need a sheep handler. Then you can start to think about what is my budget? How how many years am I hoping to pay this off? So what do I make from my sheep right now, financially, dollar-wise? And then how much do I want to invest? And then what, what other add-ons might I need or might I be wanting to invest in in terms of my sort of sheep material, sheep equipment, sheep handling um, facilities? You know, things like perhaps a weigh scale, for example, things like a drafter, things like a yards, those sorts of things. So purpose, then your budget, and then you got to think about things like your own physical abilities. What physical abilities do you have to use the equipment? And then the other area, the general area you're in. So do you have power? Some of these handlers require you to have electricity. Do you have that? Some of them might require you to have Wi-Fi. Do you have that, for example? And then what about your own physical abilities in terms of safety? Is that a priority for you? Of course, it's important for everyone and all handlers will help with safety, 100%. It's just exactly how sort of, I suppose, extreme do you want to go in that um, sort of position? And budget-wise, dollars-wise, you can you can start like, and I can tell you what we did. We started with like a thousand dollar, like a thousand um, Australian dollar piece of uh, material, and then you can get that up to like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. So we went from thousand dollars, which didn't work for us, which I'll tell you about. Then, and we we went up to a, a some yards. Uh, a V race, which I'll tell you about in a second, and then into the sort of $10,000 range. 
Now that for us is 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 enough, right? and that's a significant investment. But you know, a lot of people would go into the twenty, the thirty, the forty, the fifty thousand dollars. So it's up to you, I suppose, about how much you generate from your sheep and what you're willing to purchase and buy and pay off and and so on. So what sort of budget you actually have. So. Uh, and then the other, perhaps the other consideration you have is how important is speed and efficiency to you? Are you paying people to work in your sheep yards and do you want to minimize that amount of time so that efficiency is going to be crucial for you? So you want to be able to get through hundreds and hundreds of sheep in a matter of hours rather than days. So this is, again, some considerations for you when you're thinking about making your decision so thinking about all those decisions, again, first and foremost, what's the reason that you're wanting to use your system for? Reasons for using your system, why you're buying your system. Well, you've got to think, do I have a wool sheep, for example? Am I going to be wool sampling? Am I going to be um, touching my sheep before lambing. So if you've got a wool sheep, you will probably be doing these things because you're really wanting to invest in that wool and certain types of equipment will help you do crutching and help you do wool sampling better, way better than others. So again, really think what sort of sheep have I got? Do I really want to um, have equipment? Am I going to using be using my equipment because I'm doing a lot of tagging of adult sheep, lots of tagging of adult sheep, very different to tagging a lamb. So think about that. Are you purchasing a lot of adult sheep with no tags? Are you wanting to tag them? Then that you're going to think about the type of equipment you're going to need for that. Is it about mouthing, looking at your sheep's mouth? And is it about uh, feet? Is it about udders? Is it about testicles? You know, these are sort of things you do with your sheep. And then some of the more regular husbandry things like vaccinations and drenching, for example, and potentially even weighing. So are you doing these sorts of things with your sheep? Are you even dipping your sheep and things like that? Are you having to apply lice products or products for fly strike and things like that? Some systems will be better than others. So crushing, weighing, drenching, feet, mouth, dipping, tagging, and wool sampling. These are some of the key, I suppose, interactions, physical interactions we would have with our sheep. Do you do these things? If so, these are things you need to think about in terms of the purpose, why you want your particular equipment. Then you can start to think about the budget, the efficiency, the speed, the safety, the um, environment. And then you can even think about how much do I want to be able to move my piece of equipment some of these equipment pieces are so incredibly easy to move. Like one person can move it really, really easy. Um, you know, they're designed to be very maneuverable. Do you want to move it from A to B quite frequently? So very, very portable. And then some of them are designed that you would just absolutely never move it. You will need a, a tractor or a forklift or a truck um, or a winch to be able to move it. Um, and this is all just pros and cons of all of the handling equipment that we've got on the market for, for sheep. So before you even sort of start to look at it, think about what what um, what do you really want it for and how movable do you want? And then even think about the position that you've got in your sheep yards. What sort of physical in, uh, area do you have that you can put in your particular piece of equipment uh, in. So all these sort of considerations are crucial for you before you even start to look at, oh, that looks nice and, oh, that's kind of attractive and, oh, that, that's kind of glamorous or whatever it might be. Because you can get a bit carried away 
And I've seen people make some bad mistakes, including ourselves, when we're not really clear on the purpose, the space, the maneuverability, all those sorts of things. And sometimes you might have to start with one and then you upgrade or you, you know, start with something basic and then perhaps your sheep environment expands and then you decide, okay, this is what's next for us. This is what we need now. So all these sort of considerations to think about where we're going from here. We actually started originally with a, well, nothing, ironically, uh, just a little pen and quickly realized, oh, we probably could do with something. So we only had 14 sheep originally at the time. So, I mean, I think for a lot of people, if you just have a couple of sheep, just a pen is actually fine. It, it really does because um, efficiency is not so important uh, in, in a lot of those situations when there's smaller volumes. So pen, no problem at all. You can pretty much do whatever you can as long as you've got your wits about you and there's probably more than one person. If you've got just a couple of panels and a pen, you'll be fine. We upgraded to a, a secondhand, what was what's called an arrow um, turnover crate or turnover crate catcher. And we had goats at the time too, and we thought that would be uh, a good idea. And I think um, we probably had it in a very awkward position and we didn't quite uh, set it up correctly. So it never really worked very effectively for us, but I've seen it work on other people's environments and other people's farms really, really well. It's a very, very cheap option. And it really is very, very good for safe um, safe um, uh, management of, of sheep. So this is a, um, a, a big sort of physical structure. It's quite heavy. You cannot move it. It's very, very heavy. The whole concept of it, that it is very much based on um, I suppose heaviness because the sheep goes in, it has these sort of round bars that sort of grab it around its waist and then immobilizes the sheep. Uh, it's very, very safe for the sheep. There's no risk of the sheep getting crushed or any having any, any internal injuries. Um, and then you can flip basically with no, not even hydraulics. It's just literally um, just being able to flip that around. So really good if you're going to do feet, really good perhaps even if you're on your own. It's a brilliant sort of system. But again, I would be freely thinking, where are you going to put it? And are you going to put it in a place where it's never, ever going to be moved? Because again, the whole concept is that it's um, in that sort of one physical location. You do need a flat piece of land, which is very good for all of these sheep handlers, something flat. Of course, you're going to be working on it quite a lot. So that's going to really help. Not so easy around where we are, but it's um, it's manageable. Um, and uh, you could probably even do some wool sampling and crutching with uh, with a sheep handler. I've never seen that, but you could probably do that as well. Um, it's fine for vaccination. Drenching's not so easy because um, the, some of the sort of uh, kind of grabber things can get in the way a little bit, so it's hard to get quite close. And if you turn the sheep upside down, of course, you don't really want to drench with the animal upside down. Um, so it's not a great, I find, for vaxing and and um, and drenching, but really good for feet. You know, if you're going to turn that animal upside down, can be really, really good for, for feet. It's also a really good, nice height, working height for a lot of people. So if back injuries and things like that are, um, are something that you either have or you want to eliminate, then that could be really good. That's what we started with. As I said, we had not great success with it. So we didn't use it all that much. And then we upgraded to what would be called a V race. So a V race is basically, again, like a sheep handler, it's just literally two pieces of, I suppose, I don't know, 
aluminium maybe, steel, and you can make them narrower or wider with these little manual holes uh, in the bottom. And uh, it's just a, a really simple way of drafting your sheep. So your sheep go in there into the V-sided sheep brace and it restricts sideways movement. And if you pack the sheep in, like we can fit like three sheep, three fully grown sheep in ours, and that stops the sheep from moving forward or backward so they're in a single file. So again, it's sort of just it eliminates sheep from jumping and moving and twisting and turning. And again, you can narrow it if you want to um, as well. A really good thing with um, with this one is it's really easy to move. Like one person can just move it really, really uh, easily and you can move it to different locations and, and so on. So um, really quite good. You don't need to attach it to anything or, or anything like that. You can have it inside, you can have it outside, you can have it outside all year round as well. So all these things really, really make it um, quite useful and, and quite easy. And again, just single file. I find this is a really good one for um, vaccination and drenching, drafting, obviously not so good for feet because you can't get in there, can't see the feet. Not ideal for others, although it's a possibility. Like I find I can really get in behind the animal and check the udder. Um, I've even done it like behind the animal and done the feet myself if I'm on my own in the race because the animal can't turn around on you. So you can really get up behind it. So you can do it, although you can't turn this, obviously can't turn the animal upside down or anything like that. And you can't possibly get to all four feet. Um, but udders and testicles are quite easy to do in this sort of environment, particularly if you have that race quite full. Like if you've got three animals, you can easily get to the back animal. So if you've got two ewes and say a ram afterwards and you want to check the testicles, then you're going to be able to very easily check the testicles off that ram without any issue at all. Um, so it's, you know, that's what we, that's what we have in terms of our system. And then, so that's called a V race um, and very adjustable V, V draft or V sheep draft uh, and generally comes with some sort of, or you can buy it with some sort of drafting front gate. And then you can, it often attaches very easily to other panels as well. So really easy to sort of attach. In fact, a lot of systems would have this as part of the system, but you could have this as your actual system. Does that make sense? So if you're not doing crutching, if you're not doing a huge amount of perhaps um, testicle and udder assessment, then just having this on its own, you can pretty much do all the normal husbandry uh, that you might want to do. We even tag in ours, like we don't tag adult sheep all that much, um, but we could tag in it. Um, because you can't weigh in it, just bear that in mind. And that's why we then upgraded to the next sort of budget uh, slash costing slash sort of sophistication uh, where we went with what you would call a whey crate. Yeah. So it's nothing fancy. It's just another little box, if you like. Um, but it's a, it's a manual crate, which allows you to have a scale on the bottom of it. Again, it needs to be flat. Um, ours is called a Pratley three-way manual crate. 
So we have the V race and then the the crate and in the crate I have uh, it's very easy to graft three ways. Um very very easy. I like a child can do this very very safely. Uh and then you can add on things to the crate. So you can get the way bars. You can add on a a computery sort of system. We use a true test system and that is it's called an indicator and from that you can then have your sheep data live and you can have the sheep weight live. You can have average daily gain. You can have the progeny and the pedigree all in this particular system. And you would use with that indicator, you would use then what would be called a wand or an R radio frequency identification wand. You do need the wand to sort of scan the sheep and then the wand talks to the indicator. And this is all plugged in without any power. So you don't need mains power to do any of this at all. And that was a bit of a jump. You have to buy the crate, the load bars, which are the weigh scales, the indicator, which is like the little computer and the wand. So all up, we're talking 10 grand. <clears throat> so that's the sort of the, the next level. Then after that, after that, you're moving into, okay, so just to so say here, the other option you have at this sort of um, more physical restraint is a head bale. So you can get a head bale for sheep, like a cattle sort of head bale, where the sheep go into the sort of crate or the race, and then you can kind of connect their head or um, restrain their head, so around their neck. So they would go through, and then you would be able to close that on their neck. That's an option. We actually use our cattle one for our rams. Like if we are having to do any work on horns, for example, anything like that, like sever off a horn, which again, we occasionally we have to do, um, we would use that cattle red bale. So you can get ones for sheep and whether you're not, you have horned animals or not, they will still work. So you'd obviously need it wide enough um, for, for that animal to go through. So that is one other Again, not easy to move though. So bear in mind, well, actually some of the sheep head bales could be reasonably easy to move if they're light enough, but something bigger generally is is going to be able to sort of restrain that animal and it's going to be quite either bolted to the ground or quite heavy in, in terms of uh, steel rather than aluminium. And then after all of that, you have a series of other, I suppose, sheep um, equipment. And this, this are, these are really uh, ones that use either hydraulics or pneumatics. They are often um, where you can uh, push the sides of the, so it's like a way crate again, only the sides move in. Sometimes it even auto tilts, so the animal goes on its side as well. Now, for a lot of these, we are talking sort of that sort of 30K type budget Sometimes they're called clamping systems where they'll clamp the sheep um, and that will be done through a hydraulic or pneumatic sort of system with pedals. You often need to keep these on the cover. You often need to have mains power for them. Not always, but these are just some other considerations. Um, but great if you're crutching or restraining, you'll be obviously able to do, if it's that tilt, you'll be able to do the feet. Um, if you do other assessments, testicle assessments, crutching, wool sampling, 
These are great for all of that. If, again, safety, if you want to really be able to sort of say from a human point of view. Now, I have heard that there are, there, there are, it's with safety concerns about the animal sometimes, like that pressure on the animal's sides can be, um, oh, I don't know, how do I describe it? Sort of quite physically restrictive for the animal. So just bear that in mind in terms of the use. You've got to be quite careful how you use it and not squeeze it too tight or the animal could die. And I have heard of examples where that has happened. Um, but again, that I would be thinking that is more about operator uh, knowledge and being able to do that effectively yourself in terms of how how tight you squish that particular animal. This one, from what I understand, is not a great option for animals that have horns. Um, just given that you know you want to be able to get the shoulders and the hips of the animal and use that rather than perhaps the head or the neck or whatever it might be. So those sorts of things to sort of think about there uh, as well. And again, you know, and you if you just Google, you know, sheep clamp, that sort of thing, you will find lots of examples of sheep handle equipment, lots of different brands, lots of different um, organizations that produce one and have very fancy, very um, state-of-the-art kind of uh, systems and things like that. Generally, they would be associated with some sort of a V-race that would lead into that particular um, clamping system. Uh, it's very hands-free. You generally use your feet for a lot of it. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it can. it definitely can be really, really good for efficiencies. So when you're really trying to get through like hundreds of sheep per hour and things like that, and also helps you with any physical demanding sort of um, things as well. Uh, and you can, of course, at the back end of this and the front end of it, you can do things like vaccinating and the feet and the mouth and all that sort of stuff. So it's all um, very doable. Um, so, and they're quite padded and everything. So some of them, they look quite nice. Um and uh, I've all I have seen them in operation generally in, in sort of indoor environments, um, and a lot of the time they're quite portable and things like that. And you can attach the weigh scales. You can get curved races. Sheep do like curves. Um, if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to, um, I think I had a podcast on some other sheep. Um, movements through sheep yards, sheep yard design. That's it, sheep yard design podcast. Have a listen to that one um, as well. So that could be really good as well. You can actually do wool classing with a lot of this. There's a little wool classing wall, which is a little piece of equipment, which is like a panel. But again, it sort of holds the sheep taut in between the um, system and the panel, and you can class wool. It's kind of quite, you can have a cushioning for smaller animals and lambs and things like that. All these sorts of different things that you can uh, you can get as well. So um, a lot of these um, are quite dark. So just bear that in mind. So they're quite sort of covered on the sides, and sheep generally prefer to see light. Now, obviously, they're going to see light at the end of the tunnel, if you like. So the the other when they're moving forward, they'll be able to see light ahead of them. That's really important. But they also frequently like to see light if they can at the sides. Hence the way the panels are, um, 
you know, with the the distance between the panels. So just bear that in mind too. Um, some of these sort of systems, like you can tow them with a quad bike and things like that. It's really quite quite amazing too. Um, and um, yeah, so quite quite well designed. I mean, these are we're talking kind of top of the range, engineered, really, um, really quite um scaled leading edge type uh, type systems so again hopefully this has helped you just to make some decisions what one do you need what do you need it for what's the purpose what's the reason you're getting one and perhaps even identify your top three things you're going to be using it for then you start to think about your budget like mine was a birthday and Christmas present combined <laughs> tax deduction, you know, so it was a big investment for us. We've had ours now for a couple of years and I'm really happy with it. I, I should have got a more superior wand, which is kind of on my wish list at the moment where I can, when I'm, I've tagged my lambs on the day of birth, I'm able to input the lamb data there and then. I would really like that. I, I can't do that with the wand. I got a sort of an inferior, cheaper wand. It still works. It still does the job in the, in the yards. It's brilliant. But I didn't realize if I could get like the next model up, I would be able to um, add in, like punch in the data, which I would really like. Because generally I, I see the lamb, I know the dam, I'm able to look up the sire and all that sort of straight away. And then I don't have to do any extra input or don't have to do any Excel spreadsheets or any of that gorgeous stuff that most of us actually hate. Wow, that being sarcastic there. So um, what else can I tell you about the system that I, I, I have tried to, and I have been, these guys are very, very busy people. So I have been working with, I bought my system through Data Mars, and uh, I have tried and tried to get an, an hour with some of the sales reps, but they're just so incredibly busy. Um, I can't seem to manage to get um, one of them to, they want to do it and they're really keen to do it. And, and a lot of the sales reps really are quite helpful and supportive, but just to get the technical specialists, um, lock them down can be quite difficult. And they do a lot of traveling and stuff like that. So I haven't been able to get Data Mars on uh, on the podcast. I'll keep trying. Um, so I really would like you to find out a little bit more, I suppose, about the technical nature of the, the Data Mars product. This is the one that I use. Um, because with that computer, so you've got the Prattly freight and the load bars, and then I'm using the Data Mars technology, I suppose, um, and uh, Data Mars True Test technology. And it would be really good for us to hear from a, a sort of an expert in that area. But I love it. It's it's good. You just uh, you just charge it. You put it out in the in the in the race attach it like it takes you five minutes to attach it and unattach it it's very weatherproof it's very bomb proof drop proof you know all these sorts of things it sits really well you know even if your crate shakes or you have a very sort of frisky animal it doesn't impact it at all it's pretty intuitive in terms of using it and buttons and things like that you can download the data onto your computer you can bluetooth the data you know, all that sort of stuff. There's still some clunkiness in terms of integration, the data, integrating the data. I haven't quite worked that out, but that's on my to-do list. You know, when I weigh an animal and then I weigh it again and then I weigh it again, 
Um, but in terms of recording the data, it's really good. And of course, once the, the data is in the system, it's there. So it'll recognize each animal that comes through. Like I I um, weighed my 12-month-old lambs, ewe lambs, the, the few weathers I have left. I don't have many. And, and rams. And could see the dam straight away, could see the progeny, could see the um, live weight gain and, and, and so on. So I could see all that straight away just standing there in the yards, which is just amazing when you, you sort of see that uh, as well. So I think it's just about you making the best decision for you, looking at what's available in your region, in your area, looking at your budget, perhaps going along to some field days and expos and seeing some of these products in action, not getting too carried away with the glam and the glitz and the and the so on, because you might not need all of those features. And I know for me, uh, I wanted, I felt investing in the technology, like the, the indicator, the computer thing, that was going to be of better value for me personally. And um, rather than perhaps a handler in, in terms of the actual physical restraining the animal, um, generally I can do whatever I want to do myself with the V-race and the crate. And then generally I have someone else working with me, you know, if we're doing a large amount. And, you know, efficiency is important, but it's safety probably would be the more important thing for us, particularly with um, quite a few people helping out on the farm and, and that sort of thing. And, and the system we've got is pretty... It's pretty safe, um, safe for humans and safe for animals and things like that. So I'm happy. I want you to be happy too. So think about some of the things we just talked about here. Think about what's going to work for you. Think about the priority and think about what is it you do with your sheep to be able to make the best decision about the best handler for you and for your flock. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Each rating and review helps us reach listeners just like you and help them also grow in their shepherding confidence. And let me know how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at Holston Valley Farm dot com dot au and until next time sheep well